0: Welcome to episode 197 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South. On today's episode, we recap the biggest week of the year in college football. You can find this show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show, just like we're doing right now every Sunday at 8 Eastern time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Go share the podcast with your friends. We're looking to expand the pod this season. You guys have done a great job. Uh, of sharing it already but continue to share with your friends you can find clips from the show on twitter at sat down south and at sat fb uncensored on instagram and tiktok at saturday down south find us on youtube of course at saturday down south and now here's the show Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host Tyler Huck, and With me, as always, my co-host. What a lovely weekend for us, Chris Marley.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: your boy's are fucking back, baby. <laughs> um, I'm fired up. Yeah, it was, dude. Like, I was. I will say too, right off the bat, it, it's not always that you get a slate of games like you get or like we got this weekend and they actually live up to the billing. Like it was awesome. It was a, it was a great day of football from start to finish. Like there were parts of it that were miserable, but if you're just a fan, yeah. like if, if you're, a, if you're a Colorado fan, that's just getting used to like, Oh, what's this college football thing. You got to see some really good games. Just not your own. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that was a, that was a toughie. Um, yeah, it was a big weekend, man. Um, yeah i think it lived up to the hype for sure um what was your favorite game let's start there It might be
2: biased or unbiased you could be biased i mean my favorite game was alabama beating ole miss but i will say from start to finish um arkansas lsu was awesome arkansas yeah, was lsu was good. awesome florida state clemson was really good um
1: uh, I'm, you know, nah, it was really good.
2: Washington yet. State, Oregon State, was good. See, I missed most of that because it was on at the same time as, as the Bama game.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it started off looking like Oregon State was going to get blown out, and then it ended up being a three-point victory. But big win for Washington State. Yeah, yeah, and
2: um, yeah. I mean, there was like I'm trying to think of what else. What else would have would have gone on that I missed? Like, I don't think that there's uh, the Ohio State Notre Dame game was so boring until the end. It was so boring until the end. It was so boring until the end, but, like, what an incredible finish. And then yeah. what a ballsy move to really just stand by your guns or stick to your guns as a Catholic institution, university, and only put 10 players out on the field because you knew the 11th was the Holy Spirit and or our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But real one thing about Jesus, he's a poor tackler. People didn't know that until this Saturday. I'm going to help.
0: Oh man. All right. Well let's let's recap some of these games. Um Where do you want to
2: start? Hmm. I got I got some stats for us. You got some stats today? I did I did a just a old school Uncle Chris deep dive. What's up, Willie gray Yeah, welcome in everyone. Daniel Clover here, Peyton Thorne. We're gonna we, I got a Peyton deep dive in. Huh? You said Peyton Thorne's in the house? No, Daniel is in the house. Peyton Thorne needs to go back to Michigan State. Oh. <laughs> Peyton Thorne better not be watching this podcast. He needs to be watching tape and or learning how to throw a football. Um, there,
0: there? That was a pretty boring one, too.
2: Texas A&M and Auburn?
0: Yeah, since we're on the topic.
2: I had... I, like, I have a borderline rooting interest in Auburn now. Um, and I... it It's just so difficult to pretend like you're watching anything that, like... they're They're bad. Like they're bad,
0: yeah. Two hundred hey. yards
2: of total offense, bad. How many? Two hundred. Bad, real bad. Jimbo on the field for for Jimbo. the actual twelfth man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, so Max um, Johnson, oh, I uh, so this was a game just like you weren't able to watch some of the games at three thirty. I wasn't. I had this on the second screen, but I really wasn't paying too much attention. I yeah. see that Max Johnson actually got a pretty decent amount of playing time. So what happened there?
2: Uh, Wigman got injured. Also, why the fuck are we starting with this game? Wegman got injured. I don't know. We were just um, talking A&M about and good fun. A&M looked good. We'll, we'll be very brief with this one. A&M looked good. Um, defense thought better. It's very, very evident that Auburn does not have the horses and does not have the roster. in Clinton. like that's like something that Hugh Freeze has been saying, like since he got there. Like it's going to take a minute and like trying to you know kind of like manage expectations and all that kind of stuff. But it puts up Eddie Booza. At the same time, it didn't seem like they knew what they wanted to do from an identity standpoint on offense like like the offense like Jarquez hunter and and whoever twenty one I can't remember his name right now um like that them not being involved more but he,
0: or batty like, I don't really know how you say that, but T? I don't know he's a kid from u s f
2: yeah um but like it was. It was tough to watch that offense. Like it was very tough to watch that offense. Are you ready for the first stat of the pod before we move on? I am. Well, let's let's like start the first stat with a pat on the back here because your boy went eleven and four at his picks. There we go, baby.
0: <laughs> Just on <laughs> a, a roll. It's a bad that year for so gambling.
2: Roll. Um, but I can make you guys money. So there's that. But um, your first stat of the day: Auburn was held to fifty-six yards passing, fifty-six. Total game. That sounds bad, right, Tyler? Bad. Real bad. You know what's worse? It's their fifth straight game dating back to last season. It's their fifth straight game against Power 5 opponents that they've been held to under a 100 yards passing.
0: Five straight games? (laughs) Dude. That is not good.
2: That's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But we'll talk about them later on because – I thought it was a good one for A and M. Um, kind of get back to basics. Uh, Max Johnson looked fantastic. Um, God, Evan Stewart is just a fucking man among the boys. He looked incredible. Looked incredible. Yeah. Um, let's start with the Ohio State. Let's. I mean, let's start with the Ohio State. Or like, are you guys in the chat? You guys, happy Sunday, guys. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Balvini. You guys in the chat? You guys can tell us where to start. I know that Mickey, uh, Jeremy said something about the Notre Dame jerseys. I kind of liked them. Did you like those? Yeah.
0: I did so I was over at uh an old neighbor's house and he had this big ass TV that was 4K and they looked immaculate on that. Mm-hmm. I will say the the
2: both the jerseys looked really good. Yeah. Um, um the game was boring. The game was very boring. It was. Sam Hartman I was very impressed with from, from a, like I said this going into the game that he didn't impress me as much as I think everyone else, as he did everyone else, because if you watch like tape and you watch like some of the first first two games of the season,
0: we're big tape guys too. So big
2: tape guys. He's big. <laughs> he was like very late on several throws. Um yeah. now let's get to the fun part of this game, and that is the ending, okay? Um because the best an part an an for ending. for the like for any casual college football fan or SEC football fan, which I know a lot of our listeners are, someone had to lose. And between these two teams, that's that's fucking great. So <laughs> you get to the fourth quarter. Ohio State looks like they are like I just kept expecting to come back and come back. And then Marvin Harrison Jr. gets injured. But they keep having these big you know conversions and all that kind of stuff. Now before let's do this like a Tarantino movie. I think like let's go back for a second and set the scene to why this was so crazy. Okay. On Friday, Lou Holtz, who's still alive, I didn't know that. Came out, said some quote about how, how Ohio State isn't tough enough to win this game. They better bring their lunch pail because they're going to be get going to work all day or some shit. Like, and if there's anyone that you know listens to the media and bitches to the media more, it's Ryan Day. Like, and I, I don't dislike Ryan Day. I, I really yeah. don't. I think, he, I think he's a good coach. I think he gets – like the fact that he's like on any remote hot seat at all is shocking to me. But I like Ryan Day. And he, they called them out about how they weren't like physical enough. And he said, you know, they get, they get beat by teams like Georgia, Bama, Clemson, and Michigan. Buddy, everyone gets beat by those teams. Yeah. First off, the the four teams he listed, in the years they played them, two of them won a national championship. All four of them played in the college ball playoff.
0: Right.
2: Like, I don't think doing? we
0: should be expecting Lou Holtz to be making any good points at this age.
2: No, no. Did you see Game Day there? By the way,
0: I saw saw some of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I just thought it was awesome. The whole scene was great. I thought yeah. it was really cool for college football and like you know the game going into like the like starting at night within in the South Bend and all that kind of stuff. But going to the fourth, you know, you I mean you 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 I've already talked enough. You tell you tell them what happened. It was in, incredible.
0: Well, so I was thinking, I like I said, I was at this little get together, we were watching it, and I was like, man, Notre Dame's finally gonna get first of all, I was like pat on the back, I picked Notre Dame, this is awesome. I was like, and by the way, even when they scored Ohio State, I was like, Oh, great, you yeah. know, no seconds left. So they, and you don't have to kick the extra points, so they covered. And uh of course they added the second there, which was tough. Um but uh let's see ohio state like who like mccord i just saw nothing from him all game that thought led me to believe that he would lead some drive all the way down the field yeah when it mattered most right that's fair and i still think that they're going to be limited by him going forward i just i don't know to me he doesn't have it i thought both defenses were really good yeah um I'm, I was impressed by Notre Dame's defense. And, of course, Ohio State, that's kind of been their Achilles heel the last couple of years. So, if they have a truly really, – it's tough to know what Notre Dame's offense really is. Why? Because they haven't really played anybody up to this game. And then it's like, is, is Ohio State's defense really good or was Notre Dame's offense really not as good as we maybe thought? Yeah.
1: And I think Notre, it's Dame has a, season, Notre Dame so... has
0: a tough schedule. Still left to play. They still have to play Clemson, I think, uh, Duke, USC. Week, that's it. I think – do they play UNC as well? No. No. Okay. But still, those are three pretty tough games, and I think we'll know more about them because – I mean, let's be honest. Like They played well enough to win that game. It was just a crazy ending.
2: Two of those three games on the road, too. I, I So I will say this. I'm already over the whole thing about, like, well, this team sucks – or this seems like they have a big win. It's like, well, but yeah, but they haven't played anybody. Or it's like, and, and I, so what I did for part of my deep dive is I, I went ahead and wrote down the strength of schedule for every single top 25 team in the country. Okay.
0: Okay. Do you like know, that that. there's only
2: seven teams in the top 25 that have a, a top 30 strength of schedule. Only seven. There Can are 15. 15 of them have 80 or worse, including seven of the top 10.
0: So we still have a lot of preseason. Bias in the polls is what you're saying. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's who, are this teams, who are the teams 20?
0: that have the best strength of schedule thus far in the top? I'm glad you asked.
2: in the top twenty-five? Yeah. um So Alabama has the highest. I'm sorry, Ole Miss at nine. Second highest is Alabama at seventeen. Notre Dame at nineteen. um If you're looking top ten, if you're looking for top ten, Florida State at twenty, Ohio State at twenty-nine, Texas at twelve. Um, those are those are the three. The other seven in the top ten. The other seven teams have a strength of schedule ranked 80th or worse. Um, like six of those of those teams, Oregon, USC, Washington, Penn State, Michigan, UGA, six of them have, are ranked 90th, 90th or worse. And there are actually three teams in the top 10, including the top two teams in the country, with a strength of schedule that is worse than 110th. Georgia's wow. 110th, Michigan's 123rd, and USC's 130th. So what I'm already over is this whole thing of like, well, yeah, they're good, but then we played this team. Well, that's on their schedule so far, but also like, let's break that down. Like, let's look at the strength of schedule because I'm looking at Ohio State, and Ohio State has strength schedule 29. Just went on the road and beat Notre Dame, as a top 10 team. Like one of the one of the gutsiest performance you could you could see.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, they only had 10 men on the field. That's another thing we need to talk about. The 10 men on the field for two of the last the last two plays of the game incredibly, incredibly bad moment for Marcus Freeman and that defense that no one said anything. And he, he made the point. He's like, well, we didn't want, we want to run somebody on. We didn't want to get a penalty, but you're on the one yard line. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, How much closer are you going to get? Right. No, that's fair. So I just, I thought it was, I thought it was an incredible win. I thought it was a, a like a gutsy call after the game. This is where all the hoopla's come from Ryan day. Flips out, calls out Lou Holtz like a fucking WWE. Like, like pre-taping was. I'd like to see where Lou Holtz is at right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lie against the world, and it always has been.
0: Well, you know what? Uh, so the best part of that was for all the people, including myself, that didn't see what Lou Holtz said before the game. I was like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, why is he just? crushing lou holtz right now for no lou holtz is
2: 86 just <laughs> yeah. catching strays from ryan day and his fucking fake ass beard yeah i mean it was it was incredible theater all the way around but here's the thing and i know this is not a very popular opinion because there's a lot of people that have have like called out day for how you know soft he was. and I, I will say this if you're gonna sit here and tell the country how tough your team is you can't really call a jet sweep on fourth and one. If your yeah. team, I, like I, I know how the game ended, but if you call a jet sweep, off, sweep on fourth and one, when it was also third and one and they didn't get it, a jet sweep on fourth and one, you want to tell the world how, how tough your team is? I that I don't agree with. But the other part is this: I I liked what Ryan Day said. I like I I like the fact that he stood up and 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 like maybe this is just because of how I feel about how things happen sometimes. Like, but he called out Lou Holtz and he said, "Turn on the tape. You're a coach. Turn on the tape." Say they're not a tough team. Like, if we're just making baseless claims, which seems to happen all the time, it's one of the reasons why people are so fucking high on Colorado right now. Do some research. Tell them, yeah. I mean, like, like, they just went into South Bend where you don't, like, dude, what, how, what percentage of you thought there was a chance that Notre Dame was going to come back and win that game strictly because they put one second on the clock? Because there's no way that that play, that where they scored only took two seconds. Right. Did you think it was gonna happen? A thousand percent. There's a quote, there's a quote from Jimmy Johnson during the Catholics and convicts game from like whatever year that was. And he said, I told you before, because there was a horrible call that was in that game that 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 Miami got hosed on and lost the game by one point. He said, I told you before, you don't go to South Bend and leave it in the hands of the referees because you will lose it every fucking time. There's no one that gets more privilege in any capacity from any different level of this sport than Notre Dame. I thought it was an incredible win, and I also thought it was an impressive job from Notre Dame, and they had the rest of their season to prove they're still a good team. They got a tough one this week, though.
0: Yeah, I will say the turnaround game to Duke, coming off that game, which was very hard-hitting. You could tell both teams put a lot into that game. Yeah, Duke is in a prime spot. I thought they were. So a lot of people thought they were going to be in a look-ahead spot against UConn this week, and they smoked them forty-seven nothing.
1: Yeah. So Duke is rolling right now.
0: I'm a little nervous about Duke. Uh, We did have a call. Is that's where game day is?
2: hmm They announced it during right. the game.
0: That's mm-hmm. awesome. All right, what's uh, going next. Oh, We had a call for this game. Ooh. I'm not quite sure who it is.
3: Hey, Mala. T-Hug, this is Coach Trill Bill here calling. Calling is from A.L. Massachusetts, right? Now, let me just be a pissed-off Notre Dame fan here for just a few seconds, all right? Now, are you guys that says that this is SEC Uncensored Podcast, I will – Fuck Ohio State and fuck Ryan Day. That motherfucker calling out sleepy-ass Lou Holtz. This motherfucker sleeping more than Joe fucking Biden. And he's going to call him <laughs> out? Well, fuck him. Tom Brady would never do that. You want to be the GOAT? You got to not call out the old folks. Anyway, as a pissed-off Notre Dame being here in Boston, in the, you know, the capital Irish Catholics in the United States, outside of you know New York and Chicago... You got to call these motherfuckers out. And so I just got to say, Freeman, shit the bed on defense. Yeah, 10 fuckers on the field. The fuck is that? Even Belichick's not fucking up that hard. And you know up in North, we got Mac Jones out there, but Mac Jones ain't got no fucking O-line to deal with. So anyway, I know I'm a second-time caller, hopefully not a last-time caller. I love you guys a lot. I'll hang up and listen. Uh, you have a good one.
1: Yeah. I love this show
2: and this job so much. <laughs> That's one of the best
0: ones we've ever received.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: For sure.
0: Um,
2: all right, where are we headed next? Let's get to your game.
0: Oh, gladly. <laughs> Let me, well, yeah. All right, man. What a what a crazy game. So first of all...
1: Ooh. What? what? We start
2: talking about Florida State and you have a notification since your internal temp is too high. Allow it to cool. <laughs>
0: Let me switch cameras. Hold on. <laughs> okay.
2: In the um, meantime, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll segue us into this. Uh, so, Clemson, Florida State, um, we got to see what used to be one of my favorite things in all of college football—the most exciting twenty-five seconds in in college football—running down the hill. Dabo's just ruined it. Like he, like he, there's, there's not a more unlikable coach in the country than Dabo, and I'm saying that as a band fan.
0: It is. Intolerable. Um, it's intolerable. And like I know McAfee's kind of been a people who love him or hate him as a, yeah. as far as game day is concerned. But him talking about Dabo
2: running down the field—did you see that when he was? Modeling? No, <laughs> it was hilarious. um Yeah, I don't. I still don't get the Pat McAfee. Like people like I, it's a lot of Georgia fans that are like, Ooh, "So much better with Pollock." Pollock's yeah. a dick. Like I, I'm sure he's a great dude, but he's been a dick directly to both of us. In person. Like, not even yeah. at the same time.
0: Yeah. I don't want to trash him too much. Maybe he was just busy, but
2: it wasn't yeah, a I great would.
0: interaction. Um, no, but I
2: mean, like, like, I just, I don't I don't get the Pat Mac hate, but it's whatever. I think, like, there's also somebody brought it up that said, do you think that you, you only like it because it's your exact shtick? And I was like, yeah, probably. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, so this game, Death Valley. Death Valley Jr. 12 o'clock kick. It, well, it was, I mean, you, you, were, you, you were, were going through it.
0: I was going through it. I mean, go down 10-0. And I'm yeah. like, this is not great. This is a continuation of what we saw against Boston College. I'm nervous. Jordan Travis has a fantastic second quarter. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we're rolling. You know, we finally, last year, we played with them, and they they crushed us in the middle eight. Yeah. This year, we won in the middle eight. yeah, And that was part of the difference. But um, I felt good in halftime. But things started unraveling again. The offense was basically terrible the the, the entire second half. Yeah. Um, And the defense, I I was calling for our DC to be fired, like (laughs) at at halftime. And
1: I I had to call myself. Maybe talk to a few.
0: I we I had to talk to a few friends, and they reminded me. Remember the LSU game? Wasn't going great, and we made really good, really good adjustments at halftime on defense. I mean, Come on, in the second half, our defense scores just as many, just as many points as their offense does. We tied them seven yeah. seven. It was the dominating second half. Um, well, the, the, going into OT, I was like, I, I vomited during the LSU game that one year. Again? No, no, no. I'm just saying I, I came close this time.
2: No, you've done this in the past though. You've thrown up during games.
0: Yeah, the LSU game. I just said that. No,
2: there two was one ago. last year or two years
0: ago. you, that's you what I'm two and... years ago. I that's the one at the LSU game. Coming down to the wire like that right before we blocked the kick. Be, because
2: <laughs> I think I'm unstable and then yeah. I do a podcast with you,
0: you're just... <laughs> yeah, I'm vomiting. Um and you know, I there's been a lot of people that are very critical about kind of the offense, just seems like it's just all deep balls to the two yeah. freak receivers that we have. And that is, there's something weird going on there. I don't think it's being called that way, I think. And Travis even said after the game, he said, we think it's disrespectful when you play those guys one-on-one. We, we think it's disrespectful to me as the yeah. quarterback and them as the receiver because they're that dominant of player, so I always go to them. I don't know. I don't love that mentality. But Keon Coleman makes a fantastic catch for First of all the uh I thought it was setting up to be this storybook perfect little Dabo story where he gets down there runs the clock down and brings this allied bank intern out and he Fucking makes unreal. the kick. I was like this is happening. This is it. This is always happens to Clemson. And then they're going to have him out for the game it was and be obnoxious. like, Oh, little old Clemson, uh, we brought our guts today and all this stuff. He was BOG. Yeah. And the thank god that little fucker missed it. The twenty nine yarder misses it wide left from the right hash. <laughs> it was a tough one. Uh, yeah, he
2: missed it wide left from the from the right hash.
0: Yeah, it was it was a bad kick, and um, gave us the opportunity to win the game. We Keon makes a great catch. Yeah, you know the first really contested ball that he made all all day. Yeah, the refs pissed me off to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I was following you know, the national college football accounts, and I think most people agreed that Florida State was getting killed with, with the refs.
2: Hold on. Willie Gray said that the kicker's name was Whites. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, it
2: was.
1: The headline would have been
2: Whites walk off Florida State. That would have been...
1: Yeah, You Winston would believe it
2: because it all of the
0: players are white. Thanks to Whites, like,
2: Winston <laughs> wins the big game.
0: It seems like every time there was a big play, it was a white kid. There, white kids everywhere on
2: the field for Clemson. I told you this like during the Duke game, and I don't care how it sounds. He had nine white offensive starters, like it was a fucking 1950s basketball game going on. It made no sense. It and made no you know sense. It, an the era.
0: Wouldn't you know it? The touchdown was made over a white linebacker. It's Just beautiful. <laughs> um. So yeah, man. And look, there was a lot of. Florida State fans that were mad after the game. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I don't think we are as good as we thought we were after the LSU game. Yeah. But let's be real. Any even positive Florida State fan would have said, it's going to be very difficult to start for now. Yeah. I mean, you start with LSU, and then you go on the road to Clemson. Now, this is before we knew that Clemson would lose to Duke. But I still think Clemson's a pretty good team, especially defensively. Yeah, great. agree. Um, I think that they will. It was better than I thought, too. Yeah, and, you know, Garrett Riley's getting his offense going, and I think they're going to end up having a good year, but they're essentially eliminated from contention in the ACC okay. now, which is pretty crazy.
2: Club did play um, really well, too.
0: He did, but he got absolutely drilled by Kalen Deloach. By the way, they were going to end to score and go up 14. Like, the game was going to yeah. be over.
2: This is where I want to stop you for a second, because you you were talking about how, like, you guys won the middle eight or whatever and like, the second half all that kind of stuff. You Guys didn't look good in the second half. I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna break you down a little bit because the I, last drives. I was talking defensively. Tracks, was talking defensively. Given, yeah, defensively you look great. You, yeah. you were given every chance to win that game, and it's like seems like like you were kind of getting mossed a bunch of times. So like it seemed like with some of the yeah. receivers, there was there was a bunch of mental mistakes. Like I think there was somebody that jumped off sides like on fourth and three or some shit. Yeah. Like on a, oh. that was like frustrating. Our punter
0: um, was like the MVP of the game up to that point.
2: Yeah, which is also never great. Um, that great. But like five straight drives. You we didn't score we pitch. didn't
0: score in the second half on offense. No,
2: you had you had you had a field goal to start the second half, but you had punt, punt, right, yeah. punt, punt, turnover on downs. And then you come up in the second play of overtime, and you hit a touchdown. Great resilience and in a yeah. very hostile environment. And like I just thought it was really, really impressive what they were able to do. Um, and I'm glad that they beat Clemson. I think there's still a ways to go with this team. Because they did not look this dominant as they did against LSU. yeah and we I talk agree. about that game next because I think. Wait, we got some calls for this game. Did we really? We did. Um, I'll play the first
0: one here. Right, by the way, Florida State couldn't be getting to a bye at a better time.
1: Oh, is it a... a bye week? Yeah.
3: What's going on, T Hook? What's going on, Marlar? It's your
4: boy, Bama Bo. I'm here at Clemson right now. Uh, obviously, rooting for Florida State. Got my Florida State shirt on. I was a little worried this morning. We got here pretty early walking around and there was about four other Florida State people here, but they're starting to fill in now. Um we just got over here at the SO a little bit ago, been drinking. Got a uh, couple chili dogs and uh, tater tots and some beers. Man, this place is pretty cool. So you know, I'm hear all about it and let's see what happens. I think the gnolls are gonna pull it out today and uh roll Todd I think I think Bama's gonna pull out as well. So uh see how that goes.
0: So there's Bama Bo Clemson. Bama Beau. As an old, he, he actually left us a uh, voicemail after the game as well.
4: Play it. He yeah, hug Marler, what's up? <laughs> Freaking Bama Bo, go no. <laughs> Dang, what a damn game. I ain't going to lie. You know, I've always hated Clemson, especially after that damn pick play that they beat us on National Championship. Let me tell you something. These are the nicest fans that have met in my life. I've I, I
3: hated them this long, and maybe I'm the
4: phony because they're so nice. Y'all have a good one. Got to make it back to the truck. Oh. Watch this family.
2: The transition from our before and after calls yeah. is so good.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There was actually one more.
2: Okay, is it you?
5: P. Huck Marler. It's uh, Jebediah. oh uh, wow. Florida State thirty-one, Clemson twenty-four in overtime. Florida State. Overcomes just a piss poor performance from the referee crew in the ACC. Gotta love him. That conference fucking sucks. Anyways, Jordan Travis, not great on the day. He comes through in the clutch. Keon, neon Keon Coleman, two touchdowns, including an absolutely fantastic grab. Over yet another white player on Clemson. Listen. Cabo got the benefit of the doubt on all calls during the game, and yet him and the Clemson faithful wanted to bitch all game. You know, they think they're the kings of the ACC. They should be getting all the calls. And they did, and they still lost. Florida State, 4-0, best resume in the country. I don't know if they're the best team in the country right now. Defense is struggling a little bit, although great second half to tell the defense scored the same amount's this guy got, got a this is a great call. So, because
1: he's saying the things Some,
5: you there, some adjustments to, the, to be made. Maybe some personnel changes along the offensive line. We'll know what's going on with the running back. Uh Trey Benson. Uh I don't know what's it's almost over you.
1: He's been a completely yeah. player this year. <laughs> Is it really? It all, Hang up the, no the fucking phone. phone. What are you why
2: did you just is that
0: really you? Fucking That was you? <laughs> no, it was Jebediah dude.
2: Okay, anyway.
0: All right, what's the Um,
1: next game? Hold on, real quick.
2: A lot of good points there. You guys were held at 311 total yards and 22 yards rushing on 20 carries. So there's a lot of room for improvement. So I think you're right, get to the bye week. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, Mickey, Jeremy, good call. (laughs) Do you have a die on the call? I mean, we we, like, you guys know that we're pretty big in Ukraine and in, I think, South Korea, not North Korea. I don't think they put out numbers.
0: Cambodia is big. I know.
2: Cambodia is big. Yeah. I just I don't know I don't why people think that somebody's over there doing illegal shit, like you know, for seven dollars at a time while they listen to our podcast. But we love <laughs> everyone for it. Big in the Amish country too. Yeah. Um, we got a couple of LSU fans in here. You want to go to an LSU game? Yeah, or? let's go LSU. Well, you know what? I would love
1: to.
0: Okay, you got some good stats for this game. Is that what you telling
2: me? Yeah, I got a stat for you.
0: I was worried for LSU in this game.
2: You should be, because they're not as good as everyone thinks they are. Um. Yeah. Now. LSU plays Arkansas, who just lost to BYU, right? At home. You're a 17 and a half point favorite. You get kind of dominated in the first half. Um, I mean, Arkansas doesn't even have Rocket Sanders, and you're down 13 to 3 late in the first half. Arkansas, of course, figures out a way to blow this game, gives up a touchdown at the end of the first half. I will say, I'm going to give LSU shit because this game should not have been this close. But at the same time, like incredible resilience from the team. I don't want to hear it's a rivalry game. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it's always close because it's not. It's not. It has been the last three years, and you should have dominated them probably all three years. But I don't want to hear this rivalry game. You should have absolutely – you played them last year with a backup quarterback. You beat them by three points. You played this year when they had a backup running back at home as a 17-and-a-half-point favorite, only beat them by three like, could not stop KJ Jefferson. Name one receiver on Arkansas, real quick. Name give me one okay. receiver. Exactly. Neither can I. It's, it's our job to do it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like LSU, Malik Neighbors was awesome. Jaden Daniels is like, I think I nailed it when I said he's like, he's the most athletic game manager I've ever watched. Like he's so smooth in the run game. He's so like he just glides to like seven, eight, nine-yard gains constantly in the run game. Harold Perkins, I thought looked better. Um, they have some liabilities in that back end, man. But I will also say when you look at the schedule coming up, everyone's going to talk about that Bama game. I don't know if Bama's able to throw the ball deep consistently on anyone. Um, maybe, I don't know. So maybe maybe it's not an issue, but I thought I thought LSU it was a good win, pretty shaky. Pretty shaky for for three plus quarters.
0: Yeah, I was a little surprised at the defense more so. I mean, yeah. If you think about it, Jaden Daniels, twenty twenty-nine, three three twenty, four four TDs. I mean, you had two receivers that both went over 130 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I think offensively they're fine. The running game yeah. may be starting to click. Logan Diggs had a decent game, 14 carries for 97 yards. Um, I don't know that I'm worried about LSU. I mean Shut up. Who's their, I
2: what's their next opponent?
0: That. What's their next opponent? Do you know?
2: Um, let me see here. I will say the offense is 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 like. Remember how last year took a while for the offense to get going? Yeah, they're clicking. They are they are clicking now, and Jaden Daniels. They're fun is,
0: offense to watch too.
2: I, yeah, they are. I, and I thought I thought Jaden Daniels would not be a Heisman contender. He he absolutely deserves to be a Heisman contending quarterback. Like he's he's awesome. Like he's been awesome to watch. Um, their next game is actually against Ole Miss. At Ole Miss.
0: Okay.
1: Remember, maybe you maybe you didn't movies. take
0: this game as seriously as you should have. You know, there's stuff that plays into every game.
6: But
0: we did get a call for this game, though. Got to be Mickey.
6: Chris, T-Hug, to a favorite Cajun T-Clover. Boy, Arkansas trying to put some gri gri on us tonight. But let me tell you what. Get that booty off your face. It ain't easy making a gumbo. Low and slow, baby. Here's the thing about a good rule. It ain't pretty but it works. LSU's defense wasn't pretty tonight, but it worked. I got them hogs to the gumbo. And we're ready to add some extra spice with Colonel Red next weekend. <laughs> it don't even take a coup you want to figure out that we on our way to Atlanta. Taking it game by game. Here's a little line out for you. LSU leads the SEC a total offense. Hmm. Oh, ain't nothing to it. You come down the bayou, you better be ready to meet the Rougarou. Go Tigers.
1: I fucking love He's- people. You think some
0: cocktails have been had? Not- what game? time?
2: What time did the call say it was made?
0: Uh, I can I I don't know. I'm playing it through my little uh there's thing. Zero
2: chance it was before midnight. That I I, <laughs> yeah. I T Claw is the man. We we love T Claw. Um, no, I will say that like Jaden Daniels. Like, there's not a lot of reason to be scared. I mean, you, you go go beat Ole Miss, right? Which they should be able to do. Um, and it you know tough little road game but like we've seen them in one road game so far this year and they fucking dominated. Um so hopefully that's the trend and it's not like it was last year like we saw at Arkansas and at A&M late in the season. I think it's a really good offense. And this is like it's weird to say LSU like this cuz it hasn't been like this in the past like with some of their like when like a majority of their really good years. But like the defense them having like a shaky defense but being able to put up like numbers whenever they want is is like such a sign of the times with LSU. It's crazy.
0: Um, before we get to another big game, because we got a call on it, and it's kind of funny to talk about. Did you see the Florida-Charlotte
2: game? I saw Ricky Pearsall made a a great catch. Yes, that was the one touchdown they scored in that game. Well, Charlotte, it, listen, it's tough. Their initials are CLT. And if there's anything I've learned in my 37 years, it's it's very difficult to find the CLT, for one, and then also to to, to defeat it. To defeat <laughs> it's the final level. Yeah the CLT is the final level of G five and the G spot. So
0: Right. So yeah. twenty-two to seven for the Gators, five field goals and a one touchdown. Uh so we did get a phone call. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Hey guys.
4: What a resident. sitting here looking at this
6: 15 point win. This shit was embarrassing. Good God.
1: Ooh.
6: <laughs> we had the number one receiver in the country on a damn visit, and we somehow managed to piss up and only put up 22 points. I mean, what in the entire fuck? That man does not want to come to U.S., At least not to play. Not to play wide receiver. You know what? I know a lot of the shit happened today. I hope you have a great night. I'm going
2: to go make myself three drinks right now, not pick <laughs> one. I'm
1: make three. Y'all have a good one, man. On. Yeah. Gotta look well, forward yeah, to
2: those. But it. listen, they won and they're three and one.
0: Yep, and they're ranked.
2: Yeah, big game against Kentucky this week. Also, they're ranked behind Tennessee, which is fucking absurd. Absurd. That is very absurd. Considering they're, they're ranked one right. spot behind them.
0: It's just weird. Yeah. Um, where else should we get to? What What was another fun game?
2: You know,
1: it was a fun Can game, Tyler. Game? Yes, I do.
0: Okay, let's do. it.
2: So, first half was a little scary. Everyone strapped the fuck in. You guys sat here <laughs> and talked all this shit. Now you got to sit here and listen to us. So did I. So did I. The first half was scary. Continue, Tyler.
0: Um, where 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 do you want me to go with this? I mean, I thought I thought they were gonna run, and I texted you. When Milro took that shot and threw that touchdown and popped up, I was like, "Oh, Bama's about." And then they come down on the the next kickoff, and it was like a huge hit. And I was like, "Oh, Bama's about to roll." And then yeah, that's what I thought and too. You were mad at me.
2: I, so here, I have a lot of positives from this game. A lot of positives from this game. The first half was awful. I have a lot of negatives too. Um, first half was awful. You averaged two point nine yards per play. Um, you look disjointed on offense again, you average, I think you had 22 yards rushing on like 20 carries or 20 or 18 carries. It was like really bad. It was like, it was under 1.5 yards per carry. Um, Milro has that interception. It, it, and it was, it was one of these things too. Where it was like the defense was playing great, but every single chance you had to make something positive happen, you did something stupid. And it was infuriating to watch, and and it was like that's that's where this team still has a lot of room to grow, and they're not an elite team yet. They're better than I thought, and they showed a lot of that this this weekend. But like, you know, right off the bat, you you get a stop on the first drive because I I thought this was going to be one of these like can't catch your breath type games. Ole Miss going to go up and down the field on you. Kiffin could not have been more arrogant. I thought all week, mm-hmm. and just so so overconfident all week. The defense played out of their mind the entire 60 minutes. thought they were awesome. A couple of busts, especially late in the second half, but I thought they played awesome. Um, where I get frustrated, you, you're you driving the ball pretty well. You're able to throw – you're able to, like, get a few, like, downfield passes. Miller looked better, but he was still doing a couple of things. He was like, hey, man. like he sacked four times in the first half. sacked four times in the first half and had nine tackles for loss in thirty play, 39 plays nine tackles for loss. an
0: all Miss defense that's improved
2: but it's not like well they were they were top four in the SEC in both tackles for loss and and sacks coming into the game but I think you're right we saw that last year with them too and then it obviously tapered off once they started playing actual competition
1: mm-hmm.
2: it looked bad and 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 like there was a stat they said before the game and it was like they had back-to-back games where they allowed five sacks for the first time since I think 2007 or something like that it, like it Another was like touch on and off the board be a penalty Fifth touchdown in three games called off as a penalty. But it was one of these things where it was like every single time they did something, the very next play, they would do something stupid. You get a blocked punt. And this is where I'll start. You get a blocked punt down to the one yard line. And I'm losing my mind because it's a blocked punt. And Ja'Cory Brooks, who has been a nothing all year to this offense, he has one catch for two or three yards on the season. Supposed to be former five-star. Yeah, No clue. No clue. But, like, And and in my head, I'm like, okay, was this like an attitude thing? Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, He's just – he's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Blocked punt from Ja'Cory Brooks. Huge. Huge. Ball goes out the one-yard line. You get the ball at the one-yard line. Now, what I was told, the biggest difference that was going to be with this offense was on third and short, fourth and short, you were going to line up and run the football. Joyless murder ball. Grown men football. We got three linemen over 350 pounds. Why the fuck is Jalen Milrow in shotgun formation in general like in point blank period why is he in shotgun from shotgun formation on the one yard line if you want to extend that and, and give even more reasons why it's stupid you've had you've had issues with the snaps all fucking year his first touchdown of the entire season against MTSU was a bad snap you had issues with it all year snaps over his head. I get four text messages I'm on delay by 10, 10 or 15 seconds. I get four text messages in a row. And I was like, maybe everyone's congratulating me on the touchdown. They probably just scored.
1: Yeah. Like, no, Chris, yeah. they're
2: not. That never happens to you. <laughs> Snaps, his said, ball at 23-yard line. So the red zone offense in the first half, think about this. First drive, negative eight yards. Okay? Neg- I'm sorry, negative 10 yards on the first, first time you get to the red zone.
1: Not Second great. drive,
2: interception. Third drive, negative 23 yards. Now, you got two field goals in three of those. That's Not horrible. Yeah. You are already you already had the fewest amount of trips in the red zone out of any team in the entire SEC as Alabama. And that's what you do with it in the first half. The defense was great. But you had moments where it's like, from, if we're talking about the negatives, you had moments where it's like, okay, you get a 27-yard gain from Amari Nyblack, called back to the legal procedure. Third and 20, you get a 22-yard gain to C.J. Dupree. Next play, runoff left tackle, minus six yards. Touchdown called back is a penalty. You have a chance. You really put your foot on the throat. I thought this was going to be like vintage Alabama at this moment. You go up 10. Your quarterback is fucking balling out. Like the crowd is into it, which is which is huge. He is like rallied the whole team, and he's just throwing a touchdown pass. You get a two-point conversion with a backup quarterback. And you kick off from the 50 and pin him inside the eight yard line, boom, targeting yeah. ejection. And it was like, fuck, man, like, in the, yeah. and I would say that one's not as big of a deal because it's a backup running back. that's on special teams and doesn't know how to tackle properly, probably. And like, it's whatever. Now, my last complaint here, Tyler, the refs didn't miss that call at all. They sure as fuck missed the opportunity to signal a first down. Two series before that, which is almost impossible to do. We we we, we just lost it down. We just lost it down, and I was like inside the ten yard line, and I was like. But, here are the positive. Jalen Hale Hale is a fucking dog. What do elite teams do that I always brag about about Georgia and Kirby Smart? They make adjustments at halftime, and 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 their losses over the last couple of years where they've struggled, is making halftime adjustments and like. And, and they don't do it as well as, as Georgia does. They don't do it as well as other teams have done in the SEC or around the country. They just haven't. They have not made halftime adjustments. You took a, a lead into the fourth against Texas, you give up 21 points. In this game, you have four sacks, nine TFLs in the first half, zero, zero of each in the second half, 2.9 yards per play in the first half, eight yard for eight, point zero yards per play in the second half. you, were able to run the ball effectively. You, you were able to do, like, so much more in the second half than you were in the first half. You made halftime adjustments. I loved it. And Jalen Milrow, the stat that I, I just want to fucking scream from the mountaintops, if there's anyone that's still not sold on this kid, after the interception, Tyler, after the interception that he threw, which is an inexcusable interception, after the interception, for the rest of the game, he was 9 of 11, which is 82%. For 159 yards, 14.5 yards per attempt, six of the nine plays went for first downs, four of the nine plays or completions went for 20-plus yards. He was awesome. He was awesome in the second half and ever since he made that mistake. He didn't get down on himself, which shows me he still has confidence even after the benching and this. I loved it. I
1: loved it.
0: Yeah, you got I, I think I think Florida State and, and Alabama are kind of similar teams in that they're frustrating to watch, but you gotta be happy with the win. We're a little bit better on offense, you guys are better on defense, but mm-hmm. um still in it, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: let's we got we got a few phone calls here. A few. can't hear anything i don't hear anything what are you doing you can't hear anything no i I heard nothing is it just me i don't know maybe what about this i've
4: never seen so many uh Well, uh, not all right, ever, well, but here recently, this is all fucked up. Hold the, uh, on, I'll play another one and then uh, and,
0: I'll uh, go back to that one.
4: What's up, Tyler, Chris? You guys got the best college football podcast out there. Bama fan here. Where? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Talk your shit, Lane Kiffin. Castle's crumbling. What, bitch? That's right. That's right. Very excited about the win, guys. You know, I. I you know, don't get me wrong. Um, still excruciatingly painful to watch our offense at times. Still have major, major concerns about multiple issues on this team. But, by God, we'll take that win. Roll Tide, baby. And we move forward. Love the show. Thanks, Love dude.
0: That. Let me see We're if I can get back to this one.
4: And the offense. To get the job done to get the win, a uh, big shout-out to Dallas Turner. Finally, he came alive. Golly, it's wonderful to see. Anyway, I'm calling with a 10 minutes and 27 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Hope to hear us on the pod and hope you all are enjoying the game. Roll tab.
0: Let me get let me get Logan's uh started over from the beginning and then
2: Yeah, and it. before you do it, real quick, I just want to give a shout out to Krista Kissinger because she's been killing at the comments over here. I mean, all of you guys have, like you always do. Somebody explained to me in the comments of the castle's crumbling thing, is, I didn't that's a T Swift reference, right? I
0: not a big T Swift
2: guy like that. Bro, I I like I cannot tell you how excited I am right now for all the things that are happening in the world of, of football because Taylor Swift becoming a like a football fan at the Travis Kelsey thing, and he ended his, his game with sixty nine total yards. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm fucking thriving. I, and he I got, scored like, a touchdown. It, it, I I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. <laughs> all
0: right, let me get back to Logan's real quick. Okay.
2: Hey
4: guys, it's Logan. Uh, been listening to the show for years now, but finally got the felt like it was right to call in after this. His poor start to the season and lack of accountability and discipline all across the football field for the Crimson Tide. I just want to recall and say I was very pleased with uh, the defense. I've never seen so many – uh, well, not never, but here recently, haven't seen the uh, fire and um, want to – the want to of the defense and the offense to get the job done and get the win. A uh, big shout-out to Dallas Turner. Finally, he came alive golly it's wonderful to see anyway i'm calling with a uh,
2: 10 minutes and
0: there you go you get the idea
2: yeah love the idea or love the, the comedy too he made just real quick last thing i'll say about this he brought up dallas turner dallas turner like this is this is what i, I love both of, most about this game um you had newcomers step up jalen hell like i said uh your your leader on defense right deontay lawson goes out with an injury he gets jihad campbell which i'm not thrilled about his first name. But yeah. G.I. <laughs> Campbell comes in, second on the team with tackles, seven tackles all solo, thought he played well. Then you had to have guys that, that, that you needed to step up and be be there, and they didn't miss. Uh, Terry Arnold, two pass breaks was great. Malachi Moore was fucking everywhere. Dallas Turner had two sacks and three and a half tackles for loss. He's already surpassed his total for sacks last year when he had a pretty disappointing season with four. Um, Jermaine Burton had a huge catch. And then Will Reichert was two of two. He's actually twenty for his last twenty field goals. Hopefully, I'm not jinxing it. And eight of eighty, eight of eight from forty plus. Next game. So can we talk about Oregon?
0: I. That's where I wanted to go. Let's yes. let's do this.
3: Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today we talk with our pants. You don't need help. Right. Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. You know, There's a difference. You know you mean? Right? There's a difference.
1: Right.
0: This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass. Right. It's
2: going to be played on the grass. Yeah, let's go. Huh? I loved it. That is... Dude, he was salty AF for this Good. game. And I, I love it. it. Every bit of it. Every yep. bit of it. And I, I have a new segment we're going to start doing because of his performance yesterday. We're going to do it at the end of every show on Sundays. Okay. It's going to be a weekly power rankings of who I want to replace Saban. And this week at number one, it's Dan Lanning. <laughs> yeah. We'll dude, do he's the a end good show, coach, but man. I, I, Like, I just, dude, come out and dominate in every single facet, didn't let up, went to prove a point. And anybody, like, what was funny about this was the people that were so upset about it were the same people that, like, clearly don't know or watch football. That are just here because it's a cool story. And that's good for the sport. There's so yeah. much interest in it. Dion's, Dion's been incredible for Colorado. And and they will enjoy the two years he's there before he leaves. Because when Shadir leaves, he's leaving. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. flat out. So, but he was awesome to watch. The dumbest tweet I have ever seen in my life. I think it's, was it Justine, Josiah, Josina Anderson? She's been on ESPN. Now mm-hmm. she's on. Yeah, yeah,
0: Josina Anderson.
2: Yeah. What what do you think the pregame speech would be if Travis Hunter wasn't injured? Probably the same fucking speech. It might have just been 35 to 7 at halftime. Like oh. I thought it was awesome. What were your what were your first thoughts when it was happening?
0: Yeah, I mean, I we I think we both picked the spread on this game for Oregon, but yeah. I did not the what was their total
2: yardage like in their- at one point in the third late in the third quarter, it was like 430 something. They're 476 or something like that to 34. Just insane domination. And yeah. like I
0: love that Lanning, he, he wasn't afraid to play that card with his team. Like, oh, these guys, like this is they're all social media hype, like everything's about them. We're about to show them who's real. And they played like it. And Oregon is dude, there's gonna be some wars in the Pac 12 coming up. Yeah, I can't wait. It's like the Pac-12 is by far and I love it because it's the last year of the of the conference. Yeah. It like there are so many good teams in that conference and Oregon is definitely maybe the best. I don't know. Like USC, we'll see what they do on defense, but their yeah. offense is incredibly fun to watch. Um but
2: Dude,
1: go, real quick, going into the fourth quarter. Going into the fourth quarter. This team Their total yardage. Um. They had fifty-six yards of offense. Yeah, that's not because Travis Hunter wasn't there either. No. No. And look, pack of is loaded.
2: I I said it before the season that, like, I, I will say I thought the SEC would have the best conference, like always. But like from this, let me ask you a question. From this, from this game standpoint. What does it do? Because I know it's only Colorado or whatever, and and maybe that they die off now. I don't know. But like, what does it do for you in terms of Bo Nix's Heisman candidacy? And also where you think they rank? I know we'll do our our top five later in the episode, like we always do, but where do you think they legitimately rank? Because after that performance, and it wasn't that they beat a Colorado team that we've heard nonstop was supposed to be, you know, like really good. And they put up all these points. You held them six points. You beat Portland State eighty-one to seven, who scored like a hundred points the next week. Like, where where do you think this team realistically is? Because I I think they're easily contenders. Yeah,
0: I I, I mean, what they're ranked tenth. I mean, I have to look at the new AP, but I think they're I think I've, they're eighth or ninth. Okay, so maybe that was the ranking before the game. Yeah. Um. I could easily have them in the top five and we'll give our top five. There's just so many good teams to choose from. Yeah. I mean, another one in that conference, Washington looks maybe like the best team in the country. Without a
2: doubt.
0: Yeah. So it's, it is a wild, wild, it's gonna be a wild ride in the Pac-12. I I love that. What I love the most about it is, is a lot of those big games will be like eight 30, 10 30 games. It'll be like a late night game. That's going to be cool. Um, but no, man. I mean, in Bo Nix, he's right there in the Heisman hunt. I mean, Penix is probably the leader at this point, you'd have to say, because that Dude. dude's putting up monster numbers. But Oregon's right there, man, and I I enjoy watching them play. They're, Lanning Landing has definitely brought some juice to the program in terms of like that what you saw from that Georgia defense that he yeah, coordinated. You know. Yeah. Agreed. Um. All right. Where else? Where else should we go? We we we're already at an hour, so we don't have to like. Penn State Iowa like that was a complete domination 31 and nothing
2: Okay so we should talk about it for a second though because the Penn State's good did, did you see the numbers on that
0: Yeah I are you talk are you referencing the uh, Pate tweet No I'm referencing okay, the fact I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bring up what he tweeted it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen you tell me your stat Penn
2: State had 29 first downs Iowa had 4 they were held to under 100 total yards that was a ranked opponent going into into this game, and they got blank thirty-one nothing. Also, we got we got we got uh, duped. That that clip that I played last week was a deep fake. It was not real. The climb out of my ass thing.
0: That was a deep fake.
2: Yeah, it wasn't real.
1: <laughs> Our
2: good buddy oh, Ghost no. Mike Toscano told us that and he was like that wasn't real.
1: Wow, yeah. dude.
0: Okay, this stat is legitimately one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. Penn State ran 64 more plays than Iowa. What? How? Dude, dude, Florida State ran like 50 total plays against Clemson.
2: Wait, what?
0: <laughs> he said, Josh, Josh Pay tweeted this out today, an hour ago. Penn State ran 64 more plays than Iowa yesterday. That is a box score abomination. Is that not the craziest stat you've ever heard? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. It, it doesn't even sound real. I'm yeah. trusting Pate on this one. I feel like Pate's got a good sense to not tweet out something that's completely ridiculous that wouldn't be true.
1: They had 33 total plays, Tyler. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's the, How many did
0: Penn State run then? That can't be right.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna take you through their drive chart. You ready? I'm Tyler. I'm not making this up. The most successful first drive for Iowa: six plays, 24 yards. You ready for this? That was their most successful drive of the night.
1: Oh my god!
2: Three plays, 30 yards. uh, Fumble. Three plays, seven yards. Punt. Um. Three plays, three yards, punt. Three plays, zero yards, punt. Three plays, negative six yards, punt. Second half, three plays, negative three yards, punt. One play, negative six yards, fumble. Three plays, seven yards, punt. Five plays, 20 yards, fumble. Oh, my God. Six plays for 24 yards was their most successful drive of the night. They had, Tyler, they had, I, uh, they, (laughs) this is unreal. This, I can't, like, I can't. They had 54 total yards on their first two drives. They had 76 in the game.
0: 76
2: total yards.
0: Dude, this game is probably going to go under talked about a little bit because of all the other big games. That is, I don't think I've ever seen a domination
1: like that. I'm in shock. They held the ball for
0: 14 total minutes. Who? Iowa. The whole game? The whole game. Penn State had it for 45 minutes.
2: <laughs> I don't... I'm, I'm like... They,
1: lost, they, had they, had, 60, they
2: fumbled
0: the ball six
2: times and lost four. They Warhol. had 36 passes. Tell it. they had... They had 33 plays. Penn State had 57 rush attempts and 40... Yeah, they ran 97 plays. Dude, 90, that that
1: the real set? 97 <laughs> plays? I'm, like, crying. <laughs>
0: dude, I've never seen anything like that.
2: They were one for nine on third down. They, dude, so, hold on, hold on. This is, so, after their fumble, right, they had
1: one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Okay. They had one, two,
2: three, four, five, six, seven. After their eight, nine, after their initial drive, right, they had nine drives. Six of the nine were three and ounce. Nice. Eight of the nine were three plays or less. The other three were 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 f- uh, fumbles. They have four fumbles in this game.
0: Yeah, no, they had six fumbles. They lost four of them.
2: <laughs> man, this is my second favorite whiteout of the day. The first one <laughs> happening in Clemson, the start of the day. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man. Um, That's a different game. That's crazy. Wanna, I, don't, I didn't watch the game, so I can't really break it down, but shout out Missouri. Yeah. So Beating a pretty good Memphis team.
2: And finally ranked.
0: Yeah. Uh Georgia, you know, just another kind of I still let's
2: not skip Mizzou.
0: You want to break down the Mizzou Memphis game?
2: I don't want to break it down, but I do want to give credit to Brady Cook. Okay. Who Brady Cook, listen to this. He had over 350 yards for the second straight game. He had 341 yards passing. He was 18 of 25. That's six. That's sorry. I'm sorry that's 72% completion percentage. He had a 90.4 QBR. Um, one of the things that they they have uh struggled with in the past, like going into this game, this is one thing I was talking about with Jeff, was they, dude, they had 542, excuse me, total yards of offense, but they don't have a lot of chunk plays. Like, so it's like if you get into like a rock fight, it's hard for them to like come in and actually like have explosive plays. Luther Burden continues to be a fucking menace on the field. Had his third straight game with over 100 yards receiving, 10 catches for 177 yards, no touchdowns, which is kind of interesting. Um I love it. I love it. They, like, Mookie Cooper looked great. He had 3 for 53. Um, Marquis Johnson had a 70. Like, they, like, Cody Schrader had over 100 yards uh, running the football. Like, they, they did work to this team. And you and you really, honestly, like, I, you love to see it. Like, like they were down the first quarter, and then they they were able to pull away. Like, I think the score was a little bit closer than it was. Since it was 34-20 late in the, in, the, in the game. But, yeah, just shout out to Brady Cook, who continues to be a top-five quarterback in the league, and no one gives him credit for it. Next game.
0: If the game was in Como this year, maybe that Georgia Missouri game could be kind of a interesting one. I think because it's in Athens, it's probably not gonna be, but nothing Georgia has
2: done this entire year has been interesting.
0: Nothing. Yeah, I wanted to like briefly touch on that because I was I watched the game because it was mostly Georgia fans at the at the party that I was at.
2: Gross. I just wait, what?
1: They mean?
0: made you
2: watch that game with all the other games that were
0: on? Well, there was four TVs, plus one had okay. the YouTube for Fox, so it was okay. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Like, and I'm not, it's nothing against Georgia, and I know they, book. we've it's talked about ad nauseum about how they had to cancel the Oklahoma game. It's not yeah. really their fault that they've had a, but you mentioned it, like, their strength of schedule is 110th in the country. And I was telling my my buddy, who's like a diehard Georgia fan, I was like, I just I feel like I have no idea what Georgia is at this yeah. point. And it, sure enough, like opening when they cut down to the sideline reporter, she was like, I just talked to Kirby. He says he really doesn't know what this uh, this team is yet. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the way I feel about Georgia so far. I just don't really
2: know what they are. I mean, I,
0: what are your thoughts?
1: I.
2: I'm going to be a little bit harsh, and here's why. And, and you consider I, I used to do this on the old pod. I'm trying to think. Back in 2019, I remember they played Notre Dame. And, and at the end of that game, it was a, it was a home game. It was a night game in, in Athens. And it was really great, great atmosphere. It was awesome to watch. But at the end of that game, Georgia had a chance where they could have put the game away several times. And they had a couple issues. Whether I think it was like, I forgot what happened. But I, I remember there was a heave to the end zone at the end of that game. That there never should have been. You should have put your foot on their throat. And, and that's, at the time, something Kirby just didn't do. Just didn't do. Um, things are different now. And they're the number one team in the country, as they should be, I think, for the most part. Um, they're not going to be in my rankings. Spoiler alert. They're just not. Because they haven't done anything to impress me through four games. And they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. Like, I, I had a conversation today with somebody that was saying, I, I was talking about how Washington looks so good. They're like, yeah, they're playing Cal. It's like, Cal is arguably better than anyone on that schedule you've played so far. Maybe South Carolina. Why do we think South Carolina is great? Because they barely beat Mississippi State? Like, you know, I mean, you played UT Martin. You played Ball State. You played South Carolina. You played UAB. You got up to a shitty start in all four of those games. You gave up 21 points to UAB. Like, now, here's the thing. You had six starters out. And I'm not going to feel bad for you about this for multiple reasons. One, because I've been told repeatedly how having starters out Doesn't matter. What's up, Andrew Caraway? And 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 like here's the other thing, and this is the more important thing. This is not this is not the petty part. Cal got beat by Auburn. Yeah, they
0: almost won the game
2: though. They almost won the game. Also, like that's not the benchmark. That's not the benchmark. Like again, Auburn is arguably better than anyone you've played. You played UT Martin. You played UAB. You played who was the other one? Ball State. Ball State. In South Carolina. In South Carolina. You were down 14-3 at the half against South Carolina. Spencer Rattler, who's been the best quarterback in the SEC, in my opinion, was like 16-18 in the first half. And the reason why that's a concern is because, man, heavy is the fucking head that wears the crown. Like, you're supposed to be the back-to-back-to-back champs. Like, we've heard it all offseason. There's no one in front of you. There's no one in front of you. Like, no one yeah, like,
0: even the you teams up. that we thought were going to be maybe potentials, like Tennessee, I don't think... Ole Miss. A, Yeah. I mean, Florida, me.
2: just, yeah, it's not great. And you get two <laughs> of those three at home, right? Yeah. It, like, could not be an easier setup. Could not be an easier setup. And I, I know I saw today that, like, they were there's multiple people that said, like, well, according to the AP poll, there's four teams on our schedule that are ranked right now. Yeah. Well, three of them are 20, 21, and 23. Yeah. Sick. So, or, like, 21, 22, and 23. They probably won't be ranked by the time they play you. Absolutely will not be ranked by the time you play. Like, this, they, I don't care how it sounds because, like, you're not a finished product by any means. And there's so much time left on the schedule for them to be, for them to be like what they, I think they will be. You had six starters out, and, and there's like a ton of time for them to get, get like where I think they will actually be, which is one of the best teams in the country. And I still think they make the college world playoff because there's nobody in front of them to stop them. But like yeah. if you are looking at the scene, I, I tell you what, in this year where you are watching, where in a fun like just a fun year where everyone, like I keep hearing over and over, I don't think anyone's good. Who we've even said it on here. I, I, I don't know if anyone's any good. Maybe everyone's kind of good. Like maybe yeah. everyone's kind of good. We don't know who's great yet. And it's been so much fun. Duke and Kansas are playing, playing, they're in the, they're in both in the top 25 in the same poll for the first time since 1960. They're both playing ranked matchups this week for the first time ever. It is like an unprecedented season so far in college football. You've got talent everywhere, and you're giving up 21 points to, to UAB. Like it's 28-14 at the half. It's 14 to 7 late in the second quarter. Like it, it, dude, UAB has one win, and it's against North Carolina AT. I I just I, I I expect more out of Georgia, and that's why I'm being critical of them because I I genuinely expect more out of them than we've seen, and I i like it's frustrating to watch, and I think it's frustrating for the fans to watch too, and like at the end of the game, which is when it matters, the numbers are there, the score the scoreboard is there, you you've dominated, but again, what worries me for this Georgia team is that. Like there's been times where like we've seen teams that go through the season unscathed and then they got to play somebody and you haven't been in a game where it's like, fuck, you got to like, really like, you have to know your metal and like, it's been tested. Like, are we, are we a good football team? Like, do we have what it takes to get through this? And I've, I'm really worried that this, this like, what do you call it? Uh, strength of schedule is so weak. They might not have it going into the off season or going into the postseason. Hey, look,
0: what you're trying to say is good teams win great teams cover 0 and four against the spread. Georgia not a great team right now no, fair
2: all right. can I do my power in Because the coaches I want to replace David real quick for the first time
0: yeah let's let me just shout out. we're not going to cover the game. Washington state can yeah. Ward, the legitimate Heisman candidate. dude, the two Washington teams like the Apple Cup is going to be awesome this year yeah, yeah um. And then we're
2: going to say
0: Utah, Utah gets another win at home, beat UCLA at home. Um, I think they started that game with a pick six or something close to it. Um, So Utah still undefeated. Cam rising still hasn't played. Who knows if he will. Those were the games we, we previewed. Um, Anything else that you wanted to shout out before we get to your power
2: rankings, as far as games are concerned. I feel like there's probably something I missed. The Lou Holtz thing was awesome. I'm trying to think of top things from the week. Um, that,
1: Kansas,
0: of, uh, that Kansas State win for Missouri is going to end up being big because Kansas State waxed
2: UCF. It was close to at halftime. It was like 24-21. Yeah. Um, Texas looked good again, uh, which I thought was Washington really
0: good. Washington put up fucking almost 60 points again.
2: Washington, so here's one thing about Washington. Washington had a, a touchdown on offense, defense, and special teams and They did it all in the first quarter. I remember watching that 2016 Bama team and like twenty eighteen too, or and I'd be like, Oh my god, we've scored on offense, we scored in every phase of the game, and it's like the coolest feeling. It's like, man, we are fucking good. Washington did that all in the first quarter. I, I, th- yeah. I think Bama did it like twenty twenty one against U L M. But like Washington, they they've got two legit receivers, one that's
0: like a definite first rounder. Like they are yeah. they're that that coach Calen DeBoer, he's gonna be. I don't know if Washington is necessarily a destination job. Did they join the Big 12, 10?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you would stay. Um, yeah, I just I think that like even the Virginia game Friday night was a lot of fun. It's just a it's a lot of fun stuff. All right, here's my top five. Our initial rankings. Top five coaches. I want to replace Nick Saban as of uh September 24th. So after week four of the 2023 season, number one. Actually, should we, no, I'll start from number one. Number one. Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning, the pettiness, the competitiveness, the competitiveness, nailed it, <laughs> against Colorado in the locker room, the speeches, telling people, talking shit at halftime, like on, on camera. He was talking shit on sports the night before. I love it. I love everybody. Talk your shit, dude. Talk your shit. Uh, number two, I'll still say it, and, and look, i me I'll give you a caveat here, okay? Two, Deion Sanders, the person on yeah. the losing into that game, because I think... You never want to be the guy after the guy. And I I think whoever replaces Saban is not going to be there in the long run forever. Dion would be perfect as like a segue from Saban because he would be there and he would have the culture completely changed, but still exciting to be a part of. You're probably not going to get as many wins, but you're going to be able to recruit the Deep South very, very well. That would be a fun transition, even if they didn't win a bunch of games. Okay, And it's also hard to make Alvin likeable, but he makes everything likeable for the most part. Three, Steve Sarkeesian. Please come home. Please just, please come home. Um, Love what he's doing in Texas. They look really good this week. Um, I thought he was great. Now, at four, I was going to say Lane Kiffin. I really was. But our friend Josh Hancher had a, a stat that he came out with that is one of the best stats I've ever heard, okay? And I can't believe I didn't know this until he actually posted it. And that is this. Did you know, Tyler, that,
1: damn it, where'd it go? Give
2: me a second, give me a second, this is good radio. Uh, Lane Kiffin has more contract extensions at Ole Miss than he does wins over Auburn, Bama, and LSU combined. What a stat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll put Deboer, yeah number four because I think he's been great. And also, now do we kind of see why that fucking um what do you call it? That offensive coordinator OC. probably didn't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. You can see. Um, that. and then last but not least, the guy at Kansas. I don't remember his name. Lance Lee. Um,
0: huh? Lance leopold
2: Lance leopold I would put I would put him at number five because of what he's been able to build there. I think it'd be fun. Um okay. Yeah, Willie Grace's name, Lane's biggest win. Probably divorce, to be honest. I don't know. Uh let's get to our top five. Let's close it out. We appreciate you guys staying around for the show. and it was a long one. Um, that's what she said. Tyler, give me your top five teams in the country right now because we got a shake up in mind.
0: So if I'm basing it on resume thus far, I would still have we four as the best team because they have the best two wins in the country. Okay. Um I might shake it up a little bit this week and just say who do I think would be like if they played each other, who would be yeah. the best team? Washington one. Ooh, like it. Um, I'd probably put Texas at two. Um, I'd probably go Penn state three. I'm sorry. I'm just saying of what I've seen from the teams and how good they look. Yeah. Um, And then I would probably put, uh, I mean, see, here's the thing. Like Michigan, again, they've played nobody. And they got off to a slow start against Rutgers. So I don't really know what Michigan is, but I guess they've been probably more dominant than Georgia. So I'll go Michigan four. And then I'll put Oregon at five.
2: All right. I thought we would have very different top fives.
0: Oh, no. They're pretty similar.
2: (laughs) They're almost exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) At one, I have Texas. Okay. Two, I have Washington. Three, I have Penn State. um four i have ohio state okay and five i have oregon yeah I, and georgia deserves to be in there yeah but they also don't based off of the resume and i i do think i've said this before on here you put them in there until they deserve to get knocked off and, and some other platform can rank them there it's not gonna be my, not to be ours because like i just you gotta show me something
0: All right, well, that's gonna be the show today. We appreciate you guys tuning in live, and of course, if you're listening to it on podcast, we appreciate you tuning in as well. Really help us in the growth of the show if you go rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Chris, we had a little bit of a weird review this week.
1: Yeah,
2: let's read
0: this. I don't, I don't have it up currently, but I can try to pull it up quickly.
2: I'll pull it up. All right. So we always appreciate positive comments. I think my love language is words of affirmation and desserts and we we did a little giveaway we, we had like some some uh oh my god we got a bunch we got a bunch of, of five star reviews okay you want to go through all of them real quick let's go through all yeah. them. so here's what we had uh check out the pod they provide the perfect balance of sports entertainment and analysis the guys are funny but also able to get into weeds of analysis without sounding nerdy i know this on spotify where i have read a five stars after hearing chris was giving away tickets i thought i would drop my review here um, favorite football podcast. Someone said, love fading Marlar every week. Best college talk on Apple Podcast. Tyler and Chris have a great chemistry together. They sound like they could be an old married couple, except when Bama loses. Hell yes, damn right, hotty toddy Uh Chris and Tyler, this is from 8760. Um, Chris and Tyler provide great analysis into the college football world, world as we know it, while mixing in a great amount of cheeky comedy and hilarious tangents. I love getting into the minds of other Alabama fans to see how they feel about our staff players. And getting a glimpse into the wacky personal lives of the hosts. I feel like that was probably directed at me more than you. Um,
1: wacky. This is oh, from God.
2: Captain Swirl17. Been listening since birth, or since the birth of this pod, and since <laughs> the inception of winning and boozing. And Kristen T. Huck, AKA LBB. Uh, huh. Little bitch boy. Always bring <laughs> the best college football takes and content in the game. Would recommend to anyone who loves college football. Uh, Next one's your dreams have come true. If you're looking for the perfect blend of football, comedy, sexual innuendo, daddy issues, gambling advice, both good and bad, then look no further. This is the perfect podcast for you. Seriously, though, this show is a great listen for football fans of all stripes and jerseys. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. T-Huck is the perfect professional, more subtle, but yet still just as funny partner to your favorite <laughs> uncle, Chris Marler. <laughs> These guys are awesome, and each episode is can't miss. Keep it up, fellas. Uh, and the last one from Josh Talley five star views is Uncle Chris and T Money keep it 100% fact based with their in depth knowledge and opinions on each week's slate of games. Chris be on a Peter with every game he gives betting advice on, and Tyler keeps the show going nonstop. Hashtag free chips and queso. Now let's get into the last one. Last <laughs> one is from so those were Tyler all five stars. Was on sides, those were all five star reviews. Obviously. All five-star reviews. And and I want to say this, too. That was six different five-star reviews. We really appreciate it. I yes, will also say we did a ticket giveaway. We're going to have yeah, – we I think we have at least one to three more that we're giving away this year. And and the good news oh, is we appreciate those, but we are going to keep everyone in who didn't get picked for this one because that was part of the, the prereq was just submit a five-star review. Everyone that didn't get picked, you're still automatically kept into the next one and we really appreciate the support and, and you guys are writing. So it wasn't like for, for nothing, right? This one kind of was for nothing. This is from Tyler Simmons was on sides. It's a one-star review. Now okay. listen to the words. Hard to beat a show talking about college football and mixing some comedy in, which Marler and LBB do a great job at. With Marler, you get a very unique perspective into a band of fans' thoughts as they watch their dynasty come to an end. With LBB, you get comedy. Commentary on a once great program as he subtly tries to hype himself up about the team, which in the end we all know will be nine and three. Keep up the great work, guys. Now listen, I'm imploring Tyler Simmons was on sides to go back and rate this five stars. If you do, I will tweet out Tyler Simmons was on sides. Okay. Five times. No, I'll do it I'll once. Love it. Yeah. So I
0: feel like I don't wanna I don't want to put words in Tyler Simmons was on sides mouth. But I kind of feel, or maybe stars in his clicks. But I feel like he cri- clicked the wrong button.
2: Yeah, which we've all done. Because the Again,
0: comments
1: it's hard to find the, the Fantastic
0: show, commentary. You're probably right. Fortunately, will probably blow it and they'll go ninety-three. That's just what happens.
1: Yeah,
0: I, f- I found that funny. But then you rated it one star.
1: Yeah, it's going That
0: going happened. Okay, um, so for those of you that haven't gone on yet please go rate us five stars we really appreciate it um for go us. like and subscribe to the youtube page as well leave us a message just like jebediah bow uh logan our favorite resident florida fan and others yeah. did
2: um it's catching I mean, on tyler it is it's the whole idea of the the, the call is catching on oh we didn't do what we were, places we
0: we didn't do what we thought we were gonna do oh i
2: did i did for sure Oh, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Don't forget to check out the I said the number seven seven zero six seven four eight two three three. Don't forget to check out the SDS podcast weekly with Connor O'Gara, and check out all of our videos and clips from the show
1: mm.
0: on Twitter at satdownsouth, Down South, on Instagram and TikTok at Saturday Down South, and YouTube Saturday Down South. For Chris, I'm Tyler. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys later in the week to preview week five. Peace. Oh, gotta go to the video.